Hi, Kayana here, and I've got some good news. This is the last update before we jump into episode three. Thank you so much for being patient during this time when I'm sure we all may have had other more pressing issues to concern ourselves with. So uh, I got a couple updates that I just want to fill you in on. You know, the thing is, since you come and listen to this podcast, I feel this obligation to give you updates on things that's going on, especially outside of the, the story um, with of Music and Men, but more so maybe some things that may be happening with me that may in some way soon, hopefully, uh, directly impact of Music and Men in this story and how you consume it uh, and how I create it. So first and foremost, got to mention this uh, incredible update that I have. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I think I mentioned it in another update that I was that I want a contest. I probably was a little vague about it, but Roadmap Writers is a company that helps screenwriters. Um, I'm not sure all of the types of programs that they have, but I was the winner of their uh, the Roadmap Writers Diversity Initiative for July. They do it every month. And it's for screenwriters that are not quite where they want to be, but probably a little bit further along than just beginning, I'll say. Maybe fledgling might be a good word, because I've been writing screenplays for a minute. Um, I'm, I don't have a manager, don't have an agent, but my stuff is definitely good enough to have a manager, uh, manager or agent, but I've been mostly in the indie realm when it comes to uh, like, you know, kind of self-producing some stuff, winning a few, obviously, we're talking about a contest, <laughs> winning a few contests and placing in some other major contests and things like that. So, you know, everything takes its own time. But anyway, I was the, uh, the winner, the recipient for Roadmap Writers Diversity Initiative for this July 2020, which has been, I'm telling you, this, this whole experience with them has been somewhat life-changing, honestly. And Actually, it's it's been very necessary for me at this point in my career because winning this is it's not only like the bragging rights thing. I mean, like as a writer, you you're in pretty much like this cubby hole or like your own closet, or <laughs> your own cave. And um, when you submit your your writing and, and yourself to these contests and if you place or win, it's just like, oh, someone sees me. You know, it kind of feels like that. So you do you know, feel the need to go on on social media and kind of kind of brag about it. But with this, this was more than one of more than just one of those contests that's like, hey, I won this type of thing. It actually came with access to their pitch prep program. Now, people that are not in interested or involved or even remotely knowledgeable about the uh, movie industry, TV industry, uh, writers will typically write something. And then, especially unsigned, well, I think it's for unsigned as well as signed. We'll typically write something. And then if you're not producing it yourself, and let's say you, even if you are repped, if you want to get it on, uh, get it made by a major studio or major network, uh, you will typically have to pitch to them at some point. Meaning you have to stand in front of the room and kind of sell yourself. Uh, sell your your not literally sell it, but kind of want to get the get them to a point where they want to read it. Um, and you kind of have to make your project sound as sexy as possible and <laughs> make it sound as sellable as possible. And to be quite honest with you, you know, for me coming from the indie world, 
uh, essentially, or the the solitude. Honestly, it wasn't even, it wasn't even just the indie side of it because most of the stuff that I write, I don't create. Um, but just coming from the world of like, I'm not in Hollywood type of thing. Uh, I've never, ever had to pitch. I've never really needed to. Uh, but this last couple months, I'll say, um, I've been talking to a lot of execs, like a lot. And maybe, maybe I'll be talking to more in the future. I don't know what the future holds. Um, but anyway, so knowing how to succinctly pitch myself as well as my projects, that's, that's, almost invaluable uh, to be able to know how to do that. And shout out to Jason Smiley. I met Jason Smiley on Twitter. I don't even have this in my notes, but just talking about this made me, it reminded me of him. I had the chance to meet him and talk to him for probably about an hour. Um, And Jason, you can look him up, but he's uh, a writer and he's done quite a few things in, in the world of movies. Um, <laughs> he's connected to the Gone Girl uh, series, uh, not series, but the actually the making of the movie uh, side of it. And bef- weeks before I actually had to do a practice pitch for my classes with uh, with Roadmap, I had a conversation with Jason, who I had just met. Just we had a, a little powwow about the industry, and he gave me some really great—I mean, great insight about agents and lawyers and managers and all that kind of stuff. But he kind of put me on the spot and was like, pitch your, pitch your project to me right now. And I'm like, I don't know how to pitch because we haven't gotten to that part of the class yet. He was like, it doesn't matter. Just, you know, just start. And so <laughs> I was kind of reading my, um, my two-page pitch, which is probably a no-no to kind of read in a pitch. But I was kind of reading that, and he kept stopping me and stopping me uh, during the thing. But anyway, long story short, he told me there was some good information in there. I had it, you know, completely out of order as far as just his attention span and, and what, you know, as far as what would, what would sell him on the project and on me. And he gave me like maybe two, three tips, like switch it around here and talk about yourself more in the beginning and because you have a fascinating story with why you wrote the, the, this particular um, project and just gave me some, some incredible uh, tips. And then fast forward to we had to end up pitching in front of a real exec. It was practice, but he was a real exec in my class. And um, there's like 10 people in the class, all cr- incredible writers that are taking this class with me. And um, I think I went, it's probably like 10 of us in there, I think. And I think I went number five or six. So I was like right in the middle of the pack. And the exec, like after I finished pitching, was just like, that's how you pitch like that is that was a perfect pitch like that was great and I I mean my I'm I don't blush easily but I probably turned red and I'm dark skin like chocolate sister but I probably turned red during the um during the zoom call because it was my first time ever pitching but honestly thanks to Jason that pitch went as well as it did simply because I had a sort of pre-practice like pitch with him during our uh, phone call. So I already reached out to Jason and thanked him (laughs) on Twitter for that. But just to say it again uh, here, that he's doing some really great work by talking to writers, Um, Jason, that is, talking to writers online that he's meeting and, you know, just just offering what he knows. A lot of folks don't do that, but um, he's doing that. So thanks again for that. but yeah, but also, again, thanks to Roadmap Writers. I'm not finished the program just yet, but it is incredible. If you go to RoadmapWriters.com, 
Um, if you are interested in screenwriting or if you're already screenwriting, but you're not, you know, you're writing, but you're not like there yet career wise. They have so many uh, programs that are a part of their career prep program. I believe that's the name of it or writer prep something. You'll see it on there. But um, it definitely is like I can vouch for them. And it's 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 great. They have great teachers, great information. They bring in experts. They're not just a bunch of teachers sitting around and it's like, well, you're a teacher. So what do you know? <laughs> you know, like if you were so good at it, you'd be doing it. You don't have that feeling with them because they are great teachers, but then they'll turn around and, you know, bring in real execs um, or I won't say real, but <laughs> actual execs and actual managers and just people like that to help us help you out. Um, so I, I I can't recommend it enough. So then the second, um, I guess the second update or thing that I'm kind of excited about, uh, it doesn't take a lot to excite me because, again, being a writer, you're always kind of alone in your own head, in your own thoughts. And so when little things happen, at least for me, I'm like such a grateful person. Like I'm I'm grateful for like everything. So something something small will happen and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so grateful <laughs> that it happened. But anyway, um, you listening to this, I'm sure know Justin Simeon's work, even if you can't place the name just yet. You know, everybody's not Tom Cruise or Will Smith or someone like that. It's like a household, Jamie Foxx, you know, everyone's not that type of name in their career, especially early on. But uh, Justin is the incredible creator and writer of the movie and the Netflix show Dear White People. So that's such a provocative title. Everybody, I'm sure, has heard of that. Well, he's the guy behind it. Um, now, if you came to my novella launch party at Busboys and Poets when I kicked off this thing and uh, launched it as as actual physical novellas, uh, well, at least the first one, you may remember me giving, um, I did like this whole TED Talky type of speech there, and uh, you may remember me giving a short list of great projects and those creators where it took them a little longer, <laughs> if, you know, a little longer than it's taken the universe to get, you know, get my of Music and Men project out to the world. Um, I'm sort of at the mercy of the universe right now because I'm, I'm doing as much as I can. So uh, the fact that the project isn't where I want it to be just yet, um, it's quite all right. You know, it's, it's everything is shaping up for that. Um, and I'm grateful for this, you know, this whole journey. But I talked about Lin-Manuel Miranda and I talked, I talked about a, a few people and a few projects. Mad Men was one. And Justin Simeon was one of the creators and one of the, Dear White People was one of the projects that I use, one of the examples that I use for things taking time. Things take time. Um, it took him several years to get that project made. Um, but then when it happened, it was so perfect right? <laughs> but anyway, um, if you've ever had a private conversation with me, you've heard me say that Dear White People is one of the most underrated shows on TV. And the best show among those, to me, is one of the best shows that are targeting the millennial Black audience. And it, it, at least it's, it's one of my, it's my favorite one that I believe um, personally is my favorite uh, top to bottom that's targeting that audience or this audience. Um, and when and for me, it's like when you look at the photography, you look at the actors, you look at the you look at the writing top to bottom. It's just it's unique and it's artsy and it's necessary. And when you look at it aesthetically, it accomplishes honestly like a lot of what I want to do once of music and men is on TV when it's when it's no longer just a podcast or just a, you know, just some novellas that you read. Well, anyway, 
back on July, I believe it was July 17th um, or 18th, but, you know, back on July, let's just say the 17th, Justin, Justin Simeon put three projects. He picked three projects to put on the Culture Machine IG page, giving them, you know, a shout out. And honestly, I took it as somewhat of like a little endorsement. I mean, it may not have been that much, but to me, you know, to pick three projects and put them on there, it was somewhat of an endorsement. And of Music and Men was one of them. So shout out to Justin Simeon for that public acknowledgement. Um, I'm especially grateful to people who do things that they, you know what, honestly, they really don't have to do. <laughs> like, you know, nobody's obligating him to pick three projects and say, hey, you know, this is a shout out. We're going to put, you know, feature him on there or whatever. Um, and this is, you know, it's probably relatively like a small act to him, but it means the world to me. So in response to that, I want everybody that's listening to me to go watch Dear White People on Netflix. <laughs> it had an uptick anyway because of everything that's going on right now in the world. Um and, and rightfully so. I think watching that show, especially, I would say especially maybe the first season, but I, actually, especially just watch the, all three, because I think it's all it's three seasons on there. Watch the movie. The movie's not on Netflix, I don't think, but find the movies. Probably not hard to find. Watch it. Just the messages and the way that it's packaged. Um, I think it's, it's definitely necessary. I can see why there's an uptick of people watching it. Because um, folks want to learn, folks want to grow, and art does that for us in a digestible way. So check that out if you haven't already. And look out, you know what, look out for Bad Hair. Justin is doing his thing. So Bad Hair is a film that he has coming out soon. I believe it, it, it wanted to have a theatrical release. My research tells me that it's probably going to be on Hulu because they purchased it. I don't know if it'll have a theatrical. At this point, we don't know if anything's going to have a um, theatrical release, but check it out. Uh, it's not available yet. It probably won't be available till October at the earliest, I believe. But it's called Bad Hair. Just Google it. Bad Hair Film. And that's Justin's sophomore film. Um, so, yeah, as, you know, like as sort of like a, a, a payback <laughs> for featuring of music and men on the uh Culture Creative uh, IG, uh, I got to like endorse Justin back on here. My audience is nowhere near as big as his, but <laughs> nevertheless, um, I hope he finds some appreciation. Uh, I hope he appreciates this gesture uh, as, uh, as sort of like a little payback for that. So thank you again, Justin, if you happen to hear this. Um, anyway, so that is, uh, that's pretty much it. Those are my, like my two big updates. The, I mean, three big updates with the episode three starting next week. But you know what? The patrons, folks that are patrons, they got it today. Uh, so I'm not like trying to imply anything by saying that, but you know, read into it what you may, <laughs> you know, if you're a patron, you'd already have it. So they get that, uh, that, that advanced listen to uh, episode three, but episode 3.1 is coming next week. Um, the goal is next week, but it's coming very, very soon. This is the last update before that. If you haven't yet, go back and catch up with the story, starting with episode 1.1, because this is a story, meaning it's, it's serialized. So it makes sense if you start at episode one, or in this case, episode 1.1, because if you don't, you'll be all confused. Like, you won't even know who these characters are. So, <laughs> you know, what, the, what world they're in, what's going on here. So go back to episode 1.1. 1 
to get the full experience. But if you're pressed for time, like if you like, look, I don't want to listen to all of them. Because like with the episodes, um, with each episode, like we have a nice inspirational quote at the end. I read off all the credits for all the artists that are that allowed me um, to use their music in it. Um, and a lot of times like if you're a patron, you get, you know, like a free little download sometimes of these songs, these great songs, great instrumentals usually. But if you press for time, we have recap episodes that cut maybe 50%. It cuts it, it, cuts it in half for you. It gives you everything you need to know episode-wise, story-wise, uh, story arc, character arc-wise. And um, it'll help you to get caught up on everything so that when we do start episode 3.1, you'll be like, Shh, I know what's going on. <laughs> I know what's going on. But, you know, mind you, each episode I give you a cold open, like a little teaser thematically. It, it uplifts you. Hopefully that's the goal to kind of make you think about some things differently. Like I mentioned, the inspirational quote at the end. It's a lot to these episodes that I wanted to give you with what I consider an experience. I didn't want to just be like reading books to you because that's kind of boring. But um, anyway, it won't be the full experience with those recaps, but at least you'll be caught up. And lastly, please, please don't forget episode two's novella is available in its digital format on our website at ofmusicandmen.com. And we've done um, something nice for you. Sovereign Noir Publishing Publications, actually. Sovereign Noir Publications has allowed me to do... uh, They publish episode two, the book, uh, the novella. They've allowed me to allow you (laughs) to download that book for free if you are, like, in a finance... Because I know folks are struggling right now, so... You can download it for free or you can download it and pay whatever you want. Like if you say, look, I ain't got but a dollar. That's all I have. Fine. If you say, look, I love what you do and I'm, I'm, you know, like I got money like that. And I want to just, I'm going to pay you $50 for it. You know what? I'm not even mad at you. We're going to let you do that. But just go to amusingmen.com um, and check it out. It'll be like right in your face. You can put in your email. It'll take you to the page to get your copy of episode two. That's it for this week. That is our update. Catch you next time with episode three. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Kayana, and I'll see you next week. Bye.